Welcome again to our study from the book of Ephesians and this installment of our Hour of Grace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your grace as we explore this topic and how it relates to the fruit of the Spirit and the works that uh, you produce in our lives. We ask for your guidance and your understanding. In Christ's name, amen. Our focus today, as we wrap up this uh, first uh, section of chapter 2, is going to be on uh, this, this idea in this verse, God's workmanship from Ephesians 2 and verse 10. So to get to that point, let's just review for a moment. I think it would be good. Let's just go back uh, to Ephesians chapter 2. And uh, let's begin once again in verse 6. And God raised us up with Christ, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. In our verse today, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I wanted us to really linger on this verse today. It just wraps up this thought here in these first 10 verses, because when we go to our next section in verse 11, we are going to move into this really key uh, presentation by the Apostle Paul of what God is doing by uniting Jew and Gentile together in one new humanity, the the church, the body of Christ. And we'll transition to that. But this, this verse 10 really kind of wraps up the thoughts that we've been exploring uh, in this first section. I, I like this translation of this that one of the commentators suggested. God himself has made us what we are. And that would be the first part of verse 10, for we are God's workmanship. Uh, in this, the reason I like this is in the, in the original language, God is thrown to the front of the sentence. And anytime that happens, a lot of times, I mean, it's really for emphasis. God, God himself has made us what we are. It's at the front of the sentence to emphasize that this is God at work and what God is doing. You know, we've seen in this whole section, chapters 1 and 2, God's energy, God's work, God's doing. Remember we saw that in chapter 1. That God at work in, in, in raising up Christ and in, in giving us newness of life. And we see here that God himself has made us what we are. Now I also want to point out that and the reason I underline that word made there, and I use that instead of workmanship, is that you might you might think that uh, in, in the original language that Paul wrote this in the Greek language, that we have a play on words here. Because in verse 9 we had, uh, not of works, we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And then verse 10 begins, for we are God's workmanship. And that sounds like we have a play on words here in the original language for work. But actually, the word that's used in verse 10 is not the same word that we find in word in verse 9. That's why I like that translation, he has made us. It's not the same word at all. It's a different word in verse 9. And in fact, it's the Greek word uh, poema, uh, poeo in a ver verbal form. And it's a word that has worked its way in the English language, originally from Greek through the European languages into English. And it's the word you might recognize, the word we get from that, poem. So some of the commentators even said, we are God's poem. 
in, in the sense that, you know, a poem is, is, is a work of art. It's something that someone makes, right, a poem. And that, uh, and, and also it was used also in the classical Greek language. It was used for craftsmen and the things they would produce by their skills, by their crafts, especially working with metals and wood and, you know, valuable uh, things like that. And so it does have that connotation. And, and it's, you know, we are God's workmanship is not a bad translation. But I did want to point out that it's not really just the play on words. It's the idea that, that God has made us. We are God's, we are God's work of art, if you will. Uh, we are God's poem, if you will. God has made us. It is God who has made us. And I thought that was interesting that the word choice that's used here by the Apostle Paul for this. And then in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the second part of this verse, so for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And this word here too also is one that I want us to give some thought to. This word katizo, created. It's only used in the New Testament. It's only used of God. It's not used of humans creating things. It's used of God and his creative acts where he creates out of nothing, where he creates brand new. And one of the verses that we, we find this in, in the book of Romans and in chapter 1 and in verse 20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world. And so we have that, that word there uh, that's, that's used of God's creative activity, God's creative work. And we'll also see it, in, for example, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and in verse, uh, in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone the new has come. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. It's a very well-known uh, passage. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. And so I just thought it, was, it would be important to, to connect this thought from Corinthians and the fact that this is God's creative uh, power of creating out of nothing, if you will, and that for the Christian... For the believers, for you and for me, when Paul says here, we are we are God's workmanship, for it is God who has who has made us, created in Christ Jesus to do those good works, to do good works, that, that we are a new creation. And connect that thought with here, this whole process of you being dead in your sins, God being rich in mercy with the, with the love with which He has loved us. And that he and that we were we were objects of wrath, but God's grace and mercy, that we are created, we are a new creation, and we are created as a new creation unto good works. And of course, we clearly teach in our understanding of salvation by grace that works do not earn our salvation; they are a, a, an out, outworking of our salvation. They are an effect or, or a fruit, if I, you know, that Paul uses the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. And he lists all those wonderful character, characteristics of, of what Christians should be like. 
you know, love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, self-control, all these qualities that work themselves out in our lives as a result of our salvation. And it says that we are created, we're a new creation. God has created us to do good works. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. There's that thought again, in Christ Jesus. We keep, we'll keep seeing this in Paul's writings. In Christ Jesus, identified with Christ Jesus because, because Christ came to serve. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And we, we are told that we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Now like, look at this next phrase that in this sentence, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now this is a really interesting, a really interesting thought. I wonder about this. You know, what 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 are the good works? What are the specific things that God has prepared in advance for me and specific things for you? He's prepared them in advance. And this brings us back to the thought from chapter one, uh, before the creation, the foundation of the world, that God chose us in him before the foundation of the world. And this whole idea of God's planning before creation even started, including our salvation. And now he puts in here that in that, I, I think in that same context, that he prepared in advance for us to do. What would those good works be? I don't know if you've ever thought about that or not. What would those, are they specific good works? Is it a lifestyle? What is it? God's prepared them. You notice that God has prepared them. It doesn't say that God has suggested them or that God would you know, like us to consider. God has prepared them for us to do, that we are to do. Now, this phrase here, for us to do, these good works that God prepared beforehand, is this thought we had before of to walk in them. In this translation, it comes out for us to do. Others have that, that we should walk in them or we should live that way. And we're back to that word I mentioned before, peripatel, that Paul uses a lot in his writings. We'll see this in his writings. Walk about. That's what it means. Remember we talked about that, to walk around suggesting how you live. And I want to suggest to you that the, the good works that God has prepared for us to do are the things that are laid out in chapters 4 to 6. I already mentioned to you, chapters 1 to 3 lay down this, this really theological uh, basis for what God is doing today in, in, in calling Jew and Gentile together, saving them by grace, uh, calling us before the foundation world, creating this new people of God, the church, the body of Christ, this mystery that had not been revealed. We're going to get into that in the next two chapters. But then chapters 4 to 6, we take that foundation and it's applied to every aspect of our life. Be kind, be gentle. Um, you know, how you treat your family. We mentioned this before. How you treat your children. Uh, you know, how we live our lives. And so I want you to notice, look at some of these verses here. I have these listed here. Because um, this is that word, walk about. How you, how you live. Peripateo, how you live. As a prisoner, chapter 4, verse 1. For the Lord... For the Lord, then, I urge you, live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Walk about that way. Verse 17 in the same chapter. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord. You must no longer live, walk about, peripatel, as the Gentiles do. You walk a different way. And then chapter 5, and in verse 2. Uh, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up. 
Walk that way. Live a life. It's the same word. Walk about that way. And then verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Walk about that way. Okay? And then finally, verse 15. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of your time. So again, all those phrases there, it's that same word, how you walk. And so I'm suggesting to you that when the Apostle Paul says that, that we, are, we are God's workmanship, we are made by God, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, that God has prepared beforehand that we should walk about in them. That I think it's, it is this lifestyle. It's this way that God has determined that we are to live as Christians. And he tells us how that is to be. And this is the way we are to live, how we are to walk. We are to walk about in these good works and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. I think those are the works that God has prepared. He prepared this lifestyle before creation, that this was what he had in mind for us as believers. And this leads us to um, the verse that I think really ties into this from Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to to his good pleasure. That is really a deep verse. I mean, that is a verse that really is worth our meditation and our contemplation. I mean, think of what this says. It is God who works, who works in you. Back to this idea of, of God's energy, God doing things, God making, God working. God is at work in us to will to give us the will and desire and to act according to his good purpose. What's his good purpose? His good purpose is those works that he is, pre he is beforehand ordained that we should walk in them and his purpose is to the praise of his glory as the church, the body of Christ. So we are to be to the praise of his glory. I think this verse really fits well with this. And this is why I just kind of want to linger on this verse, this one verse today. Uh, Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to walk about in, to live our life for us to do. So let's take all these thoughts. Uh, you know, we were dead in our sins. We were, uh, we being dead in our sins, God being rich in mercy. We were objects of wrath. God being loving and forgiving and gracious and kind for by grace we are saved through faith and act, everything is an act of God, an act of God's grace. And then he has ordained a lifestyle for us that we should walk in them. This is how God has made us. and This is what God has made us for. So let's hold that thought. And we'll come to the next section here and really get into this, this sort of new area. It's going to be really important. And I look forward to sharing that with you. God bless you. Continue to think about uh, these principles today.